many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go Welcome, one and all, to From Trauma to Triumph, Walking Away from Trauma, which is aired on Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. I'm your host, Lana M. Hooks, your author, speaker, blogger, vlogger, guide, and aromatherapist, who just happens to have a B.A. in Black Studies from Martin University and an M.A. in African-American Studies with a concentration in history from Clark Atlanta University. Please visit my website at lanamhooks.com. That's L-A-N-A-M-H-O-O-K-S.com. Affectionately called, I Allow Peace, Forgiveness, and Love. I created the blog, I Allow, to help people identify unresolved womb and childhood emotional traumas and how they are surfacing in the present through pent-up desires. Together, we build a trusted bond that allows for self-discovery using forgiveness, peace, love, and other natural methods. I do this because I desire for people's fragmented souls to be restored and to live authentically in their innately created identity. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm LM Hooks. And on Instagram, I'm LM Hooks 51. And lastly, on Facebook, I'm facebook.com forward slash Lana.M.Hooks. You can also email me. My email is authorlmhooks at gmail.com. Now, I created From Trauma to Triumph, Walking Away from Trauma, the podcast, because there are those who are stuck in the middle of their journey and walking from traumatic experiences. And sometimes we need to hear another person's story that is on the other side called living victoriously in their authentic identity and purpose. I believe that stories are a raft to catch from someone else that can bring you through to living victoriously in your authentic identity. So on Thursday evenings, tune in to hear stories and also to have therapists, counselors, and natural healers to give you their wisdom in answering your questions that can assist you as you walk away from trauma. You can post your questions at anchor.fm forward slash LANA337. Now tonight, I have a very, very, very special guest. His name is Michael Johnson. Let me share just a little bit about him. He's a writer, and he truly is a consummate writer, a dreamer, a fantasizer, and a proponent student of shadow work. He believes that life is to be lived, not struggled. And his weapons of choice are depth and compassion. And he really is a very compassionate man. I tell all that he makes friends with <laughs> that he's a rock. And, he, and, and to trust him. This is what he tells his friends. I am a rock and, and, and you can trust me. I've done it a time or two. I currently work in the healthcare technology field. And he's also geared towards understanding himself on a deeper level, as well as helping others come to that same understanding. He believes in God and has, and has very recently started to believe in himself. Now, tonight's going to be kind of different, everybody, because he's going to talk about himself. He's going to talk about his journey. He's going to talk about things that have happened to him. Um, he's a, he says he's a late bloomer uh, of self-discovery, and he's been on the road ever since. And he wants to discuss how he got here and how he failed and the lessons learned in both instances. 
he wants to give details about himself as well as insight in, into how it feels to think to think you know yourself versus realizing that you don't and what happens when you run smack dab into yourself one day so I introduce the song and invite others to hear my friend I call him my, my other son so this is Michael Johnson welcome Michael Oh man, listen, listen. If I could just have someone just like introduce me like that all the time, oh man, I would just completely walk. I would, I would walk into every room with like my head held high, and I'm and I'm learning how to do that anyway. But that was that was phenomenal. Hi, Miss Lana, how you doing? I'm well. How are you, Michael? Oh, listen, listen. Finding out the way. You know how I do. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's 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 a that's a that's a whole nother conversation. But you know what? <laughs> But you know what? I think you're doing a beautiful job. So I'm just going to let you talk for the first. I want you to really, I want you to start with your story. Start wherever you feel, um, wherever you feel comfortable and wherever you feel that that is needed to say tonight. Go from your gut, go from your intuition and just talk to us. Just tell us your story. Um, well, I will say this. Um, you told me to make myself comfortable. And for the first time, I think in my in my life, I'm actually really comfortable mm -hmm. just in my skin now. Um, I there was a time where someone asking me to do a podcast, even though I can't be seen and you know things like that, was just a really would, would have just really just taken me for a loop altogether because I you know I for the longest time I didn't like my voice and you know I thought I sounded too feminine and you know just all these different things. But listen, I'm the only me that I got, so I'm I'm <laughs> I'm doing it and I, I don't really care. Um, I'll say, Miss Lana, around the time that you met me, um, around really this time, around this time three years ago, um, when we first started working together, um, I was a bigger guy. Um, still, still same, still amazing, still awesome, but just, just bigger. I think I was around, I think when you met me, maybe two, two seventy five, two eighty. Okay. Um, and everyone tells me that I wore it well, but, you know, I look back at pictures of me now and I'm like, you know, I wore it, but, you know, I don't know if I would say well. Um, and I want to say this before I get too far into it. Be the size that makes you happy. You know, if you have made your peace with God, if you are at peace with yourself, don't take my journey as me saying that, you know, you have to get out here, you have to lose weight or losing weight is the goal, the, the key to happiness, because it's not. Um, and I'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, I realized that my weight was something that I was just not happy with. Um, it had become such a part of who I was that um, it was just something I was taking with me. I would say it was like a stowaway, a very obvious stowaway. I didn't want it there, but it was there. So, you know, and the ways that I coped with being that way, it was very um adverse i guess you can say i didn't like being that size but i was only doing things in order to be that size and not really paying attention to myself um around the time that i snapped into awareness it was around um 2019 um the latter half of 2019 um i was in a relationship with someone that i um that i that i thought i liked at the time and i'll touch on that but you know, I thought I, I thought I loved at the time, I should say that. And um, 
I went through some things um, with this person. I really, I really found out, I was finding out who I was, but I wasn't aware that that's what was happening at the time. I just thought I was in a relationship. Um, and so me and this person, you know, were together and, you know, we were quote unquote in love, but it was very toxic because we were both very immature. And yeah, I think if you had asked me at that time, I probably would have let to, probably would have said I was the most mature, but <laughs> I realized now that I wasn't. Um, to touch on the late bloomer aspect, I didn't get into my first relationship until I was 28 years old. I was with that person for um, a year and eight months. And um I remember us going through some things and I remember asking God, and here's how I know that God is real and that God actually has a plan for you. I remember driving to work in the first car that I ever had. And I was like, God, listen, if you just show me, and I said it, cause I have a very honest relationship with God. He knows me, I know him. And I go, God, it just show me who this nigga is. If you show me who this nigga is, I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> I'm not gonna do any of that. And after that, on my way to work, um, I got into a car accident. And I was hit coming out of a side street uh, on my left side, of course. And um, it was it was one of the, it's probably the worst car accident I've been into. It knocked me several feet. Um, the the other woman was in the middle of the street. It, it was a lot. Um, and... I just remember thinking, oh my, oh my God, oh my God, everything's, uh, and I could, I didn't understand what it was at the time. And so um, I called my, I called my boyfriend at the time and, you know, I asked him to come see me, I asked him to come get me. And, you know, he did um, after my mom had already come and, and made sure I was okay and everything. And my relationship was very, it was a ghost. How, how can I say this? I don't wanna say ghost. It was very, there were a lot of things going on that I was not aware of. And so my boyfriend at the time, he was a gaslighter. Um, he was one of those people that would, you know, he would give me his phone and be like, you know, here's the passcode, you can go through it if you want it. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be the immature one and I didn't want to be the, you know, that person in my relationship. And so I was just like, no, I didn't want to do it. You know, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So. You know, after my car ends up getting totaled, I think maybe two weekends after that, we end up going to one of his friend's house um, in Alabama. And so he gets drunk after we go out with his friends and he passes out. And honest to God, again, and remember, I had asked God to show me who this person was. Mm -hmm. I pull out his phone out of my pocket thinking it was his phone, thinking it was my phone. And, what, and I do that for friends too so like if, if we're out and i know you have a habit of leaving your phone anywhere you know i i go ahead and i keep it in my pocket just so you know when you have that oh my god where's my phone moment, right. i can just pull it out and so i i could not remember the passcode to his phone for anything and then as soon as i put it out of the pocket the numbers just appeared in my head now i am not a numerically i'm not a numerical person at all but it just happened and so i i put the code in and I went to the person that he told me that he was not talking to. And I read the text messages. And not only was he, not only was he cheating on me, but he was also pillow talking my misfortune, talking about my accident, um, and just a few other things in there. Um, so I got what I wanted. I asked God to show me who this person was. And not only did he show me who this person was, he showed me who I was too. 
So I spent the latter half of that year feeling sorry for myself. And then in 2020, Miss um, Lana and I said that we were gonna go and start working out. And I did that hard. It was a therapy, it was a very therapeutic thing. And so I ended up by the time maybe March, no, I would say maybe May came around, I had lost maybe like 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so I was down to like 225 at that time. And then I kept going and kept pushing myself. And then I got down to, you know, 214. Um, I say that to say this, when I got smaller, I didn't exactly feel, and I'm bouncing all over the place, but it all makes sense. But when I got smaller, I thought my issues were going to magically go away because I became more attractive. But really, not only did I become more attractive to myself, I became more attractive to the bullshit also. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things that I wasn't prepared for because I spent a lot of my time being overlooked. And so suddenly when you have this spotlight on you, you're getting attention from everybody and you're thinking, you know, you can handle certain things, but really you can't. Um, and of course I couldn't, um, oh, oh, and I skipped over one of the most, one of the more integral parts and Ms. Lana's very aware of this. So, um, I actually, the reason why the car accident was so detrimental as well is because I found out that my dad and my stepmother had actually, um, got me to commit insurance fraud. I was being very naive. I wasn't reading anything. I was just trusting my parents and, um, you know, signed some paperwork. And um, the only reason why I didn't get taken to jail that day is because me and my dad had the same name. But um, I was unable to get anything. I ever, basically the entire accident fell back on me. So I had to, my insurance ended up not paying for my car, not paying for her car. And I still had to pay off the car that, my car that was totaled. So all of that happened around the same time. And I thought my life was over. I thought I was done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I was like, and that was one of the things, those were all of the things that pushed me to to lose weight. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have to do, I have to have something for myself because I was, I was spiraling into like this wave of sadness and spiraling out of control. And I didn't really have anything to hold on to. And so I finally grabbed onto myself and I was like, we're going to do something different. And so that's what prompted me to lose the weight. Um, After I got my body to look the way that I wanted it to look, and I became, as I said, more attracted to the bullshit, I realized that, you know how when people say that you're the, the common denominator in your issues, that's when I found that out. I found out that it was me. Um, I went through this phase where I didn't really pay attention to myself. I just paid attention to what I could have. And I remember it. So I have this dry erase board in my room where I write down, I started writing down manifestations and prayers. Mm -hmm. And I started writing down things in the middle of my board. And I would be like, you know, okay, I want to see, I want this nigga to come get me. I want this nigga to do this. I want this nigga to do this. And you know, just all of these different things. And they would happen. God was very, God was listening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and it, it was, excuse me, it was one of those things where everything that I put on that board, it, w- it was like, it was like magic almost. 
and I would put it on the board and for whatever reason, you know, call, call it stupid because I know a lot of people are. Why didn't I put down those six numbers? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that brings me to my next point. I was putting down all of these things on the board and I was getting all of these things. And at the end of the year in 20, 2020, I realized that I wanted all the wrong things. Mm. And... You know, I wanted attention from men, but I didn't know why I wanted attention from men. I wanted um, I wanted clothes, but I didn't know what exactly I was dressing up for, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I, I would ask for things that I knew would require more than I had, but not really putting forth the effort to getting those things. And so I was just writing very empty things on a board and getting these things. And I call it, I, I said, I refer to that time period as God going here, damn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause it's like, like, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, it was, it was like, here, you want it? I'm giving it to you, go ahead right now. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah. here, you keep asking for it here. Finally, here, just get it, you know? <laughs> and so, but God being the loving parent that he is, he gave me what I wanted to show me, not only that I wanted all the wrong things, but I didn't know who I was to want these things mm. and the depth of who I want to be, because I've always wanted to be um, who I am now and who I'm going to be in the future. I've always wanted to be this person, but he had to really show me that I, of course, was not going to get anywhere with all of these very shallow wants. I couldn't have depth and be shallow at the same time. Those things don't exist together very well and so it, it ended up teaching me a lot of lessons but also getting me into shadow work so I started the thing that really got me into shadow work and I thank you so I thank you so much for introducing that aspect of who I am so eloquently and so beautifully Miss Lana because it really is work um I started asking myself questions I started journaling um I actually in 2020 was extremely stressed out. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I had two EKGs. Um, they had prescribed me Zoloft. I never took it. Um, but they told me that I was stressed. My blood pressure had skyrocketed. Um, mm -hmm. I think I had, I think one time my blood pressure was like 113 over 86. And, and then during that time period, it had gotten up to 165 over like 90 something. Wow. And so I was stressed. Um, and I couldn't figure out why that was. And so I started asking myself questions. And, you know, I wanted to know why did I have reactions to men the way that I had them? Why did I have reactions to myself the way that I had them? Why did I have reactions to people and friends and family the way that I had them? And so you know, I started Googling terms and, and reading scholarly articles, um, you know, about attachment styles. I realized that I have an anxious attachment style, which means that um, I guess to put it in layman's terms, you know, if I don't get constant reassurance, then I think something's wrong and it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I realized that um, even though I finally looked the way that I had always wanted to look, I was still severely in, in, insecure, severely. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, was, it was just a big, it was a weird, weird time in my, in my life, but I realized that I needed it, especially in the pandemic and especially going now because I spent so much time in the house, but I spent so much time with myself that 
I understand myself in ways that I had never understood myself before. Um, and I'm not always good at it. I want to say that there are some days I wake up and I'm in tune with myself. I'm in tune with the universe. I can hear God like he's sitting right there, right there next to me. And then there are some days that I wake up and there's just nothing but me and my bullshit. And I'm just like, okay, I need a vacation. You know, <laughs> but, you know, I say all that to say, I had to really sit down and really get to know myself and really give myself the love that I was so freely giving to everyone else and had such a hard time giving to myself. I did not give my, I did not offer myself grace. I did not offer myself compassion. I did not offer myself understanding. I did not offer myself true love. I did not offer myself so many things that society conditions that you have to give to others. But until you really give it to yourself, you can't give it to anybody. I didn't know that my cup was as empty as it was. I couldn't even scrape the sides. I, I was bone dry. I was empty. And but if someone came to me with their issues, oh my God, I was Deepak Chopra, I was I was Ayala Van Zandt, I was Oprah, I was everybody, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I just didn't see myself. And Miss Lana, I do credit you as well for being one of my bigger influences during that time because you kept me on the right track when I was having those moments. You know, you definitely told me that I'm exactly the person that I think that I am, but until I can really focus on myself and really see it, then I wasn't really going to really tap into who that person is. And I've done a lot more tapping these days and it's coming a lot easier. And I am the turnaround time on me and my bullshit. And I have to say it like that because that's, you know, that's what it is, that's what it is, you know, but the turnaround time on it is so, is so much more, it's so much quicker because I have a significant understanding of who I am now. Um, and, there are times where I'm not good at it. For instance, um, in 2020, I completely blew off one of my closest friends. And I mean, when I say close, I mean, blood couldn't make us any closer. I blew her off because of one of those, one of those shallow wants. And I ended up losing a friend for about four to five months. Mm. And um, it hurt me. And it was very, it was, I was very sad. And of course it went through, you know, of course you go through all those phases where you don't blame yourself. You blame the other person, you know, well, if she was my friend, she would talk to me about it. And blah, 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 blah. But my friend, what I realized is that she's very, and the thing that I love about her is that she, she's very, you no, know, you know what you did. We don't have to talk about that. You know what you did. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who show, who, who very who take pride in putting the mirror up to your face and showing you who you are. And there are some people who leave the mirror there for you to come around and see who you are. Mm -hmm. And she left the mirror there for me to see who I was. And so when I got through with my victimizing and my, and my you know, well, I don't have to do this. When I got out of, when I took my head out of my own place where the sun don't shine um, <laughs> and looked at myself in the mirror, I realized who I was and my issues. It's interesting how your um, your phrasing everything. I love your I love your 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 love of language. You just you, you, I told you I told you my mother would would have just adored being with you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but I love the fact how you said, you know, here you were, you'd lost the weight, and here you were in 2020 dressing, but you didn't know who you were dressing for. And then you also understood that you, you, you.
Hello. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I apologize. And I apologize, audience. A call came in and I do, I do apologize. Uh, but uh, what I was saying was, is that um, you realized in 2020 that, you know, you were, you had lost your weight and you were, but you said you were dressing, uh, dressing in clothes, but you didn't know who, you know, what for and who for. And then at the same time, you discovered more so that you were, um, you were, you were more secure, insecure. And so it's, it's, it's amazing to me because I've always, I've had friends down through the ages, literally that I could, you know, they were, they were, you know, large, you know, men or women, they would lose the weight, but when they lost the weight, they lost their minds. Yeah. And, and, and that's really what you do because what it is, is that you think of all these things when you're large of how you're going to be when you're small. But what happens is, is that, and also you, you know, to a certain degree, and, and, and depending on the person, I put it that way, you also become the persons that when you were large, the persons that you were uh, wanting to be like that were small, you become that person. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's, I remember, I remember uh, some, a, 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 a famous um, comedian had lost weight, but the thing about it was, was that when she was large, she, she talked about women, smaller women so bad. Um, and that I, I was sitting there and I was reading her, some of her commentaries and things like that. And I was like, wow, she really hates um, small women. But what, what it was was that she was hating a part of herself that couldn't be small at the time. Yeah. Um, and then when she did get smaller, it was like, she went through these changes because she had to f- figure out who she really was. Um, so, it, and so I think that's, and that's one of the, the reasons why I was, remember I was asking God, I said, God, I want to be small or I'm not, I never said I wanted to be small. I said, I wanted to be healthy and I, right. wanted, and I wanted to look in the mirror and see what I liked. I, right. said, I said, but at the same time, I don't want to be that person that turns into that mean girl or that that girl that becomes, you know, oh, I'm small now so I can talk about everybody else. No, it's you know what I'm saying because that's that's not that has nothing to do with your your size. That's that's a character flaw. That's something, mm-hmm. you know, that's something inside of you that is it has that has been traumatized and now you're becoming that that person that you didn't want to be. Right. And I would I would say I would say weight loss is a lot like money in a way okay um it it doesn't it exacerbates what's already there yes so if if i which i was i had a thing where because i felt so attention starved Mm -hmm. when i was bigger when I got attention, it didn't really matter who I got it from or how much, or it was just like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Like, I, like I have to do this, I have to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went, now don't get me wrong, I did have more control in those situations. But as I started to gain more control in certain situations, I was getting further out of control and losing more control in other situations right right so it it was it was never something that I ever really had a hold of it was never really something that I had a good handle on it was always it was it was 
something that was always evading, something that was always elusive. I never, I lost weight and I still felt like I was missing something. You see what I mean? Like I never, my pictures got better and I looked better and, you know, granted I was getting invited to more stuff, but I've had to sit down and realize these were not the things that I wanted to go to. I didn't, I wasn't able to see the friends that I wanted to see. I, I wasn't able to really have the conversation to speak. I lost, it was the most out of touch and in touch with who I was at the same time. And it was very, it was interesting to go through that at the time and to really sit down and really say, where am I? What am I doing? What's going on? I had, my body had moved in the future, but I was still very much in the past mentally. And I won't even say in the past, I would just say stuck. I was making pro- progress. And it's, it's a very, it's a weird juxtaposition to be making progress and being stuck at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a piece of yourself move past you. And it's very weird in a way because it, 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 there's a disconnect. It's almost like cognitive dissonance. I was getting up, I was working out and I would feel mind, I would, I would have a great understanding of being present and, and, and having a good understanding of mindfulness. But once that stopped, it was like I was back in like 2018, 2017, 2016, and still just very immature. Um, sitting down and doing my shadow work now, I'm able to say that I was immature and not feel bad about it. Um, because immaturity, I think we, or at least I looked at immaturity as something as like bratty or childlike. Mm-hmm. And it's really just, to me now, it's functioning without a good scope of who you are. It's a lack of self-awareness. Right. Um, I will find, that I would say that the most people, the people that I find to be most mature are the people who make the decisions that they want to make, but they have eyes on themselves as well. And those are the people that I've always been drawn to. I've never been drawn to necessarily morally upright or good people, I would say, because we all know the, the, in these days, piety and, or piousness um, or piety, I think is the word, is, is, can be faked. Mm-hmm. But I've always adored people and idolized people who were just, were just themselves, you know, whether they were good, whether they were bad, whether they were flawed, whether they put work into it, they were who they are from the time the sun goes up to the time it goes down. And, and one of my favorite phrases that you use, Ms. Lana, is that, you know, these people also knew who they were in the dark mm-hmm. and had a great understanding of that. And, I was someone at the time, I didn't have a clue who I was in the dark and I was really fumbling around blind in the light. <laughs> so it, you know, to be able to really, to sit down and do my shadow work, even though my ex was cheating on me at the time, I had to come to the point where I took ownership of that. You know, it's a very tough thing to realize that you are not always the hero in someone's story, no matter how hard you try, you know? So I had to look at it from that perspective, you know, perhaps he was unhappy, you know, I, you know, when he was my first relationship and of course, you know, he got a brunt of my, there's, he got a brunt of my issues and there's actually, there's actually like um, a meme out there uh, where it says, you know, if you don't address your, if you don't address your childhood traumas, your relationships will. Mm -hmm. And he addressed everyone that relationship addressed everyone and i'm pretty sure um being with me addressed some of his as well but i i realized that i was 
I had anger issues that that um, I did I didn't listen very well, um, both to him nor to myself. Um, I had the I I had the gut instinct, but I didn't follow the instinct. I was codependent. I it was it was so much stuff that hit me at one time, and it was just like I I needed to figure this out because I wasn't going to be able to live a meaningful life. And by meaningful, I mean for myself with myself if I didn't figure this out. And um, I've I've read the self help books, and you know, I I considered going to therapy, which I agree, everyone, as Ms. Lana says, deserves cops time. And, and it is something that we should all do at some point. But, and I'm pretty sure one day I'll get there, but I'm having a lot of fun figuring myself out and being really transparent with myself. Like, oh, you do do that. Or nigga, you didn't have to do that. Or, you know, <laughs> you had ways, you know, or you enjoyed that. Or, you know, this is what you thought about it. Or, you know, well, a good a good show that I watched, Steven Universe, which is um, which is a cartoon, but it's it's so it has so much depth in 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 talking about feelings and really getting people to process their emotions. Uh, one of the things that um, someone told Steven, or maybe Steven told someone I can't remember, is that we are entitled to our petty emotions. Um, and Miss Lana can attest, you know, whenever I feel pretty. Like, oh my God, should I be doing this? You know, I, I I lose sight of the fact that I'm human. You know, I think that I'm supposed to be this person. I think that because I am a good person, that I am owed good instead of good just coming to me. Mm. And I I viewed morality, and sometimes I still do, I'm not always the best at it, but I view it as as like a, I don't want to say a competition, but just like a reward system. Mm -hmm. Instead of being good for myself, I'm trying to be good for something. So, you know, oh, okay, I did this thing. I gave this person this bit of information. God, is, is this going to pay off? Did you see where I asked for this job? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like that. And, you know, I had to do a deep dive into why I associate religion with the reward system, but I'm pretty sure there's some underlying, you know, church things there that I need to unpack. But I realized that my life, as you, as you, again, so beautifully and so eloquently said, you know, life is to be lived, it's not to be struggled through. And I say that from a place of, you know, economic privilege, of course, but also I grew up with a mother, a very compassionate mother, who wanted me to understand that all you have is you and God. You know, even when you have, even though she always raised me, like, even though I have her too, you know, all I have is me and God. And if I'm not at peace with myself, I'm never gonna be at peace. And that was one of the things that I really had to focus on because I'm here to tell you, and I'm and I mean this not to sound like a Weight Watchers commercial or not to sound like you know, contrived or anything like that, but losing the weight will make you feel will make you feel better. And the attention that you get from it is going to be an ego booster. But until you work out, really work out your issues, you are not going to feel it's it's very short lived. It's almost it is it is a high like drugs. Like I remember when they when they said, you know, um, you know, you do these drugs and you feel high for a little bit and then you come back and your issues are still there. That's very much true. You know, if you were somebody 
who, you know, and I had to learn, even though I lost weight, my relationship with food is still not the best. You know, I was still, I now just, now I could eat everything that I wanted at this point because I'm smaller and I knew I wasn't going to get back up to 285. But, you know, I'm learning now that just because I could eat everything that I wanted, that I can eat everything that I want, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't eat as much as I want. I shouldn't eat all the things that I want. And it's, it's, it's really a circumventing of, the, of my own psychology. And I didn't want to pay anyone to do that, which is why I haven't gone to therapy yet, because I wanted to give myself a true shot at understanding myself. And when I hit that roadblock where I just couldn't, I couldn't elaborate any further, then I would go to therapy. But as I've been able to sit down and talk with God and talk to myself and ask myself questions and remember things and write things down, I've been able to really unpack. And I feel so much better for it because I feel like I'm I'm for myself. I feel like I'm with myself. I feel like my own best friend. And I can't say that I felt like that before. You've become your own cheerleader. That that's it. That's it. And the loudest one at that. And you know, I'm getting to a point now that um and of course I recognize this, but the application isn't always the easiest, but I'm the loudest voice in my life now. Like I really have main character syndrome. I'm the protagonist in my life where for a good amount of time, I felt like a sidekick in everyone else's. Mm. And it had nothing to do, that had nothing to do with my weight. It was just anything and everything other than to look at myself. And when all I had was myself left and that's who I had to work with, it's like, oh, okay. And that realization that I had lived by this time, 30 years, it had never taken a real honest look at myself. Couldn't think of, you know, I always knew that I had a favorite color, but I didn't know why it was my favorite color. I didn't know why I liked this music. I didn't know why I had a bunch of, I had assembled all of these parts, but didn't know what they built or what they meant. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm using, I've assembled these parts and now they're becoming the sum of my parts and I understand myself significantly better, but you know, it's nothing like waking up at 30. It's almost like waking up at 40 with how they say you wake up at 40 with the job that you hate. Mm-hmm. I woke up at 30 and I looked around and it's like, how did all of this stuff get here? Who am I? How did I get here? And what's going on? And I had more questions than answers. And so now I'm ending up, now I'm going back and I'm answering these questions and it feels great, but that's a lot of time to have gone by and to have never really asked myself these things or had only based who I am off of other people's opinions and had have been a walking summation of what people thought of me instead of what I thought of myself. What I can say, though, to Michael, to that is, is that, to be honest with you, you woke up, you woke up so much earlier, believe it or not, there are people who are my age and older who haven't even, they, they, they literally, they haven't even left the bedroom. They are still there, still truly sleep. And so, but I do understand what you're saying. And I understand that you looked at 30, like, wow, I'm a late bloomer. But to be honest with you, you're right on time. Um, it's, I think that in this society that when we are looking at 
people who come in with a strong identity, you know, identity. Um, they know who they are. It's, it's almost kind of very rare, very rare. And I think 2020 showed that 2020 was that year where we all had to shut down. We all had to stay inside. We are, our lives changed tremendously. And we had to li- literally take a good look in the mirror, whether we like to or not, because we were in the house. So the mirrors were all around us. And yeah. so, you know, so we had to, but Michael, I think that you have done an excellent job because listening to you, there's just a couple of questions that I have that listen to your story. Um, in, in the process of 2020, when you were, when you finally were, you know, understanding that you needed to um, become your own therapist, become your own. And, and that, that right there is a courageous move to, to, to do. Um, on your own, because most people would need, including myself, I would need a third, a third uh, person, I guess, in a sense, um, to kind of like bounce off of me, you know, what, what I needed to hear. But you really have taken on a task, a monumental task of learning who you are through trial and error. And, and like you said, when you first started, you said, I'm having fun discovering me. That is that statement alone is like major for some because people don't really like discovering themselves because you find out things you may not like but for you even though you may find out things you may not like you look at it from a standpoint you you, you it's like you remove yourself from it and go to another vantage point to really look at it that takes total brutal honesty with self and I commend you for that. I commend you for that. You need a purple heart. Because <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm serious. Because that's something that most people won't do. Because when you, it's, it's, it's a task separating yourselves. It's almost like um, in Harry Potter when, when, when Valdemort, you know, how he always came back was that he separated his soul. Yeah. He, you know, you know what I'm saying? He separated pieces of his soul into other factions whether they whether they were tangible or intangible well you did the same thing in a sense you separated your soul and and then you also looked at yourself you 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 were you know you were you were the the three what is it the um the horcruxes oh uh, that that but i'm saying but you were like the oh what is it in the english language you become me myself and i it's oh, like, like the um first person, second person, and third person. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like that's that's what you became, and you literally showed. You know, you you wanted to see yourself from all sides. So again, I, I commend you for that. But do you see where when you were going to say going through your process? Because I don't want to get too far off. When you're going through your process last year, um, how did you see this lineup with something generationally in your family? Did you see a pattern that um, that you were following from others that you were around, you know, family-wise or maybe friends of family? You know, did, did you see a generational uh, trauma of this in your family? I would say, I would say, funny enough, my family has always been very honest with mm-hmm. themselves um, individually. They've always if they did have any kind of like internal like battles, I come from a very like, my dad's family didn't really, they don't really process emotions and they didn't really talk to each other. 
And my mom's family is more so the hard workers um, and the life livers. So feelings from my mom's side of the family were things that could debilitate you. So if you spent too much time in your feelings, you didn't get a lot of things done. Whereas me, I guess the, I won't say the black sheep on both sides, but just someone who was afforded or has decided to afford himself that luxury, to me, feelings are the only things that you were really born into this world with. And so I, to me, I couldn't afford to not understand myself because that was going to, like, I was never going to be an effective worker without my feelings being in check. I was never going to be an effective friend or an effective lover or an effective traveler or an effective anything if my feelings weren't in check, you know? And I won't say, and my mom's family are, both sides of my family are great people. My mom's family are beautiful people, especially my mother. But I realize that they don't do, they don't always do, they don't always do the best communication wise. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is that I'm a very effective communicator, but the person that I was effectively communicating with was myself. And so, again, like I could, like I said earlier, I could talk to anybody about anything, but I couldn't talk to myself about things. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily see anyone talk to themselves or, or, or do things for themselves. Like my mom has told me that she's gone to therapy, but, you know, and with respect to her and her privacy in that aspect, I don't know what that did for her, what that didn't do for her. So, um, you know, but what she always stressed to me was that all I had was myself. So I think that was her way mm-hmm. of letting me know, um, you know, you, you're a great person and your feelings matter, but they have to matter to you more so than they matter to others. Because when you understand yourself and when you have your feelings in check and when you understand the why and who you are, mm-hmm. then, then you're able to do so much more. So she did tell me to put my feelings in my pocket. (laughs) She also went back and she elaborated on that a little bit and just let me know that, you know, have your stuff together, have yourself together so that you can receive things. Because I'll be honest with you, Miss Lana, I learned just from generational aspects on both sides. When you're not in a good place emotionally, you really can't even receive blessings, you know? because you don't know who you are in order to ask for what you need. You're just asking for things out of survival instead of out of, out of understanding. That's good. That's good. That's good. You need to put it, put that on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that really is. That's, and it's so true. It's very true uh, because you just ask these things. Uh, it's almost like a kid, um, you know, it, you know, um, at Christmas, I want this. 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 And you really, and you're only doing it because you see other people that may have it. It may look good for a minute, but the, but it but in the end, when you get it, you play with it for two minutes and then you're through. Right. Or yeah. or in my case, last year it played with me for a two minutes or a minute or two, and then it was through with me. You yeah. know. Oh, that's good. And it's it's the it's the weirdest thing to get a blessing and and it almost be like chewing gum almost like the flavor is so sweet when you first get it but then it gets bland and then you end up getting spit out 
you know i thought i was the i thought i was the person that was going to get in there and be able to be and to leave stuff behind and to be able to shed skin like that but i was the thing that got shed i was the thing that got left behind i was the thing that and it happened every time that way i would ask for something i would get it it would last for maybe like a week and i would be right back in my room pissed off and frustrated and i could not figure out what that was and i would stop for a little bit and i would be like okay and I, would, I wouldn't stop to get myself together. I would stop out of trauma. So I didn't want my feelings hurt anymore or I didn't want to be that angry anymore or anything like that. So I would stop. But then once I got to a place where I was calm, whether that took, whether I figured that out on the same day or whether it took me a few days, then I would be back on the BS and I would be trying to, I, I would end up repeating the cycle. And my behavior was so cyclical during that time that when they say that God really teaches you the same lesson until you get it, mm-hmm. that's what I didn't realize that that's what I was going through. But I thank God so much and my mother for 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 just this understanding of, of for just providing me with such a space where I could, where my personal, I could run into myself over and over again and still be fine because there are people who run into themselves and they run into debt there are people who run into themselves and they run and and they they get into trouble there are people who run into themselves and they hurt others and there's such a beauty in being able to only hurt yourself until you can heal yourself as opposed to getting out here and dragging other people down with you because some people have children you know like i I could not imagine 2020 mike having kids you know Mm -hmm. or or having a child and then trying to to figure myself out and and try to figure out how to give something to a person i could who didn't know anything and because it wasn't until I actually sat down and realized that I did not know anything and to, to where I could start f- figuring out things to know. And the bigger reason, one of the major reasons that I didn't want to go to therapy initially and why it was so easy for me to take on this cause, two things. Um, one is that therapists have therapists. So they are people who need help figuring themselves out so that they can figure other people out. And so it was, it afforded me the, the luxury of being able to say life is a never ending journey of figuring yourself out until, you know, that day, you know, and which prompted me to, to take on the mantle of myself and be like, I don't want to pay someone to help me figure myself out when I know that God has given me, be it through his wisdom or him coming down and telling me things or, self uh, self-awareness or shadow work that I can do things myself now what I find out or that I can figure myself out now I may not almost I may not always like what I find and you know some things may bring up things that I don't necessarily want to deal with and then you know those are things that I just kind of write down or that I file away from later and come back to but I I make the promise to myself to come back to it because if I don't come back to it and I don't address it, I end up running into it in some form or fashion. And I don't, I want to, I don't mind digging deeper, but I don't want to take five step forward, five steps forward to take eight back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's been interesting to be able to really do that and to, to really love myself. But I guess to, to answer your question, I know I went on the tangent there for a little bit, but generationally i guess both sides of my family 
have an understanding that they believe that time heals all wounds and time does time doesn't leave you as injured but it doesn't leave you with understanding either so i guess another way to say that would be yeah a wound will heal over but if you don't avoid the thing that wounds you you're going to keep reopening that wound and so you're going to keep healing that same wound and keep re-injuring it and 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 at some point that wound is going to get so deep that you end up not being having access to that that part of the that part of yourself that you're wounding and as a defense mechanism i've always wanted myself like whenever someone asks me a question i always say you know hey i'm just mike you know i don't have like a niche that i fit into or things like that and so even that when i went back and i looked at myself i had been claiming myself this entire time but not really paying attention to that power and what that was and so coming to awareness at 30 like oh okay I've been with me this whole time well why haven't I explored this option it opened up a completely different way of thinking you started to own yourself you started yes. to, yeah, you yes. started on who you were. And and that's and that's something that is like I think that's something that it 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 comes at every stage of life because you're constantly evolving and shedding. And so you have to begin to own those parts, you know, um that that you're coming into as as the ones you that, that are that are leaving, you know. So um and that's growth. That's that's real growth. Um I'm listening to you, and and this question is just burning inside of me. There was you. There's a language that you learn when you're traumatized, and and I believe that you recognize your language because you said you had to change it. So, how or how did you uncreate the, un, the 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 verbal contract with your old language? What did you do? What 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 did you what things did you say to yourself, or um, just what mechanisms did you use to to uncreate the verbal contract with traumatized language? I asked myself one day if I was happy with who I was. And then I asked myself if I wanted to be happy with who I am. Mm. And I had to really sit down and examine not only who I was, but what happiness meant to me in that regard. And I had to take ownership of a lot of who I had been, you know, a mm-hmm. people pleaser, but, you know, which made me excellent with customer service and which made me an excellent friend. But it betrayed me on so many levels that I was assisting others in hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And so I had to ask myself, And one of the bigger pieces of languages that I use is if this person is on their side and you're on their side, who's on your side? Yeah, you abandon yourself. Yeah, and but I, I, Miss Lana, I wish it was just that simple. I was abandoning myself. I was betraying myself. I was, I was, I was playing myself. You know, (laughs) I was lying to myself. I was starving myself. I was doing so many things to myself, but being so actively positive towards everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I I didn't know what grace was when it came to who wanted to myself, but I could offer it to a stranger just like that. 
And to the point where people have asked me, you know, where have you been? Why am I just not meeting you? And everyone can see this person that who, this, this, this like glow that I had apparently, but I couldn't see it my damn self. And I asked myself one day, don't you want to see who everyone else sees? Mm-hmm. And then I had to take that back because it was like, I'm still including everyone else in this. It's like, no, don't you want to see who you are? And when I took ownership for myself and really left everyone else where they were, because people are taking care of themselves, but even when they're not, you know, nobody needs, I would, nobody needs me to do whatever it is that they need to do. I need me, you know? Right. And when I sat down and when I realized that not only was I the person that needed me the most, but that I was the person that was going to have to do for me the most, it was it it gave me a lot it gave me that key to break free from the from my my previous self um i still keep in touch with him a lot he's still very much here but i use him more so or i refer to him i mean i say use because i don't use myself i refer to him when when he resurfaces like when 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 i repeat behaviors that I know better than, or when I feel myself over-functioning out of lack, when when I am at this point abundance, you know? <laughs> so I asked myself, and I've, I've done a lot of work to get into contact with my, with my inner child, you know? I've asked myself, you know, when was the last time that I created a home for myself within myself? Mm. When did I decide that I am somewhere to be? When did I, when do I decide that where I am is where I'll be? And that's always the best place, you know? And I realized that I had not made these decisions, but they were still, it was still something that had to be done, that has to be done in order for me to live a fulfilled life. I have, I am at a point now where. I had never really paid attention to whether I would were whether I had disappointed myself or not. And when I realized that I was disappointing myself, it was never in regards to me not liking myself. It was the things that I was participating in out of insecurity when I already liked myself. So it's it's I, I, I don't I don't know how to it's it's like how can I put it? It's like you know you don't want to go to a party mm-hmm. and you let your friend drag you to a party. You knew the party was going to suck because everyone, it's all the people there that you don't like. It's all the type of music that you can't stand. You have to dress up when you'd rather be casual and you still got up and you went to this thing anyway. And lo and behold, you have a horrible time and you're pissed off the entire time because you want to go home and you knew you shouldn't have gone anyway. And it, it's and that's very cyclical for me because I already knew I should have stayed home. I already knew I was going to have a, be- a much better time at home with myself. And now here I am actively participating in something that I don't want to do and then being mad that I, that it's something that I don't want to do. And it, it was a very, it was a very active self-betrayal. I had the answers, but I ignored them. And when I, when I didn't, when it took me realizing that that was not listening to myself. Now, if you put a nigga in front of me and he said two pleasure, I would I would be glued, Miss Lana. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Eyes focused, <laughs> transfixed, taking notes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. 
<laughs> horrible study habits in college, but you know, <laughs> if you put six feet in front of me, you know, I got it, you know, and, but Miss Lana, I'm, I am six feet. I'm over six feet. You know, I never, I didn't really pay attention to myself. And when I sat down and I really listened to myself, it made things so much easier. I, I had spent 30 years and couldn't hear myself in a positive manner. I only hurt myself when I was angry. I only hurt myself when I was horny. I only hurt, my, hurt myself when I was hungry, you know, but I didn't hear myself when I needed compassion. I didn't hear myself when I needed grace. I didn't hear myself when I needed love. And instead I looked for these things in other people who fell short. And it's not to say that my friends and my family don't love me because they do, but their, their love pales in comparison to what, and to the ways that I can love myself. Correct. And it's and it took me a while to realize that that's how it's supposed to be. No one is supposed to love you as much as you love yourself. And really, honestly, no one's going to. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that be your your the only person I think that that comes close is maybe your parents, if you had good ones. Um, I think my mom is probably the only person that I know who who genuinely genuinely loves me. But I don't. I don't. I think that's a mother's love and I don't think there are a lot of things that compare to that, you know? So I, um, but in terms of just myself, Miss Lana, with that, I, the, the contract that I had to break with myself was like, okay, you're going to love yourself. You actually have to do this. You, you're going to die a very living, a very living death walking around here, a husk of a person because you don't love yourself. And you're never going to feel good about yourself. You're never going to feel the best about yourself. You're never going to achieve the things that you want to achieve because you don't love yourself enough to know yourself enough to live your life. Mm, That's good. That's good, Michael. You have given us so many gems tonight, and I'm hoping that um, our family, our audience is really paying attention and listening and, and really taking to heart the words of wisdom from a 30-year-old man that, you know, well, no, 31 now, right? Yes, ma'am, 32 in December. 32 in December, <laughs> that's right. So it's like, you know, to listen to such words of wisdom and, and such, and 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 and, to, and anybody at any age to glean from you, because, I mean, I'm sitting here gleaning from you tonight myself and, you know, hearing and listening what you're saying and taking into heart those words. I'm going to go back and, and, you know, even listen to my own podcast, I can hear you again. So I can sit here <laughs> and just, just, you know, really just write some things down because there's so much that you've still, so much that you've spoken and so much wisdom, like I said, that you have just really shared with us tonight. And so one of my last questions to you is that do you, learning from, from being in this place that you're at now, do you think that that trauma, all of that trauma really led you to what your purpose was in life? Or, or are you still learning that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I say that and it's been, it's been so easy. It's easier now to look back on those traumas as with a fondness in a way. Um, because again, I did ask God for that. You know, and when I asked God to show me who my ex was, he showed me who I was in relation to that person. And who I was at that time could only be with that type of person. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I could not have been with someone who was completely together, 
who was who was emotionally mature, who was a who was communicative, who had done shadow work. I couldn't be with that type of person because I would have run them off. I, I'm 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 a, I was a huge red flag to that type of person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at that time, I thought that was somebody I deserved. And you know, it showed me that I didn't have a good appreciation for my car because I was driving it crazy. I was really I was driving very Atlanta, Miss Miss, Miss Lana. Like I was, <laughs> it was it was a lot. Um, and I'm able to look back on that time with with a fondness because I wouldn't have been able to. Nothing. It, it woke me up in a place where it's so easy, in a life where it's so easy to stay asleep on things. It woke my ass up and it told me and it taught me in the most effective of ways, you are all you have. Mm-hmm. And even when the trauma fades, even, no, even when the trauma passes, even when the pain fades, you are still here. And as long as you are above ground, you can turn it around. Yes, sir. Even if it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And because I'm someone who is impatient and I like my turnaround to be quick, I have to embrace the slow turnaround because it's only then can I see myself. So by the time I do that 180, I'm ready for the direction that I'm facing. Because when you spin too quick, you're dizzy, you disoriented, you got to get your fit, you got to get your bearings and stuff like that. And you might not be ready for what's immediately behind you. You know, but at this point, I can say that the stuff I've gone through with my father, the stuff I went through in my relationships, the stuff I went through with my with my car and losing a friend for that amount of time, who I've since, we've since regained our friendship and I love her so much, oh my gosh. And um, and and just being able and, and her even loving me enough to to accept my friendship and, and offer her friendship to me, it showed me that it's never too late for things, but you have to, and this is just in any aspect of life, you have to put forth the effort from yourself, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I, that's what that trauma taught me because even in that trauma, everything was just so geared around everything else. I got into that car accident trying to go to work. I, I I I went through my ex's phone trying to figure out what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing nothing was for me, you know? But once all of those things happened, it's like you have to do things for you. And honestly, Ms. Lana, everything that I've done for myself since then has only taught me a better lesson or has just completely worked out. And it's on both and it's and it's those two ends of the spectrum. It's never been, you know, oh, you know, this didn't work out, but, or, you know, oh, no, no, I either learned or I, or, or I excelled and I'm, I'm fine with both of those, you know, whatever comes my way is for me and life is truly for me at this point. And there are days and I know, I know I sound like I have it together, but there are some days where I'm not always the best at it, but rather than fold on myself, I tell myself I'm going to get better at it. And I put forth that effort and it makes all the difference. And so now I am the person, now I feel like I'm the person that I can look back on and say, I was able to reap my blessings. I was able to really be present. I was able to see, like, I remember things now 
you know, and there were so many parts of my life where, and when you function out of trauma, when you function out of lack, you can only remember the negative things and the good things are so fleeting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you know, yeah, I found $10 on the ground, but then I had to spend it on blah, 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 you know, and it's just like, but no, you found $10 on the ground. Who, like, how, how often does that happen? Right. You know, and now I'm just able to really enjoy and be present and learn my lessons. I can ask myself questions now and give myself answers and, and just be so, just be so aware and that awareness, that consciousness, I believe that's God, you know, I believe that's something that we all have in common, that shared consciousness to be here with each other, walking around at the same time, living, living not necessarily the same life, but parallel lives to each other where we're all experiencing things and, 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 and growing together as people, where just that understanding of that consciousness I'm able to experience and live my life instead of struggle through it based on what I don't have. I am truly functioning out of abundance and the yearning and, and the want for it rather mm -hmm. than focusing on my lack. And that's what the, that's what that trauma taught me. Well, Michael, you have really shared your heart. You have shared your soul. You have shared your thoughts. You have shared your journey with us. And for that, I am grateful um, that you were on tonight and that you um, you opened up your transparency is I mean really you're invisible now not not and not not in a bad way meaning that you're really, <laughs> that, that you know because no Lisa, there's a there's a thing of being being transparent and also being invisible so <laughs> so I, I I look at it as that your transparency um, when people see you they're going to really see you because you saw you you made the choice to see yourself yeah so yeah i am grateful i thank you for being on the show tonight now is there what if someone wants to contact you is there is there would you mind giving out that information where they can and they want to ask you more questions or anything absolutely not so you can definitely reach out to me um i my name is michael johnson on facebook um and i am friends um of course with miss lana so if you um i think if you if she has access to go through her friends list um my name is michael johnson it's me with uh, smiling i have braids i'm wearing black um my instagram <laughs> is um thou art mick so that's t-h-o-u-a-r-t-m-i-c um and yeah that's that's pretty much where you can reach me um if you if you have any questions or if you just want to reach out i'm pretty much an open book um i just you know i just ask for respect you know and because i respect myself i respect others so you know approach me with respect and you'll get definitely get that back and um i thank you guys so much for for listening to me go on and on about myself and just and just what i've learned in this life so um, Miss Lana, I thank you so much for the privilege of having me on your amazing show. We talked about this so many times, and I'm just so happy that you are doing this and offering this outlet and this 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 tool for people to be able to hear stories or 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 just to listen because life can get really noisy sometimes, and you can get caught up in that noise. But when you have something to listen to, when you have an outlet like you've provided, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. So I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for you. And I thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much, Michael. I mean, this is um, a dream come true for me because it's something that I was like, 
really a podcast god okay (laughs) (laughs) so um I, I'm, I'm really honored that, that you wanted to be on the show because when I put out the call for people that wanted to tell their stories, you know, you and several others like literally just came in and said, yes, I want to be on this. I was really happy. So thank you for accepting the invitation and hearing the call and wanting to share. Like I said, I, I, I honestly believe that stories, stories of people who have really gone through traumatic incidences or just any type of incidents where it has changed their life. And now they're they're the better for it. I look at it as their buoys, their little their rafts, their their you know their their rope for people just to, to to grab onto and to hang to and 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 the things that you say that you know the lessons that you've learned and the you know the the words of wisdom that you speak. It's like in those little uh, quotes that you have. It's like those are things that people you know need to hear. So they can, because they'll, they'll remember those, like, like you, know, little, you know, those things that, 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 you know, he says X, Y, Z. And so it's like, I love to, I love to, to, to go back and listen to the, you know, to the podcast myself, because I need to hear, um, I'm, I'm so busy listening and listening to the story. Sometimes I, I don't write down. So I need, I need to go back and write down some of the things that you said, because you really, you really <laughs> you spoke volumes tonight. You really did. And so I, again. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being on the show. And again, everyone, you can reach me at LM Hooks on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm LM Hooks 51. On Facebook, I am facebook.com, lana.m.hooks. And if you want to be on the show, by all means, please, you can email me at authorlmhooks at gmail.com. I love to have you on the show. I would love to hear your story. I want others to hear your story because I really do believe that the more stories that we share of triumphs and of breakthroughs and of victories and of breakdowns and also how we rebuild ourselves up, how we unlearn languages, how we break verbal contracts of of toxicity. I mean, really, I believe that once we really just sit and just listen, we learn that we're not alone. We're not alone. We're here. Everybody has gone through something. And so, and, and that something is something to share with someone else who needs to hear that there's someone else out there that understands them. Because you never know what that, where that other person may be at mentally, emotionally. You just never, ever know. And so you might be the voice that will bring them through so they can see the light so they can continue to walk and walk away from trauma. So until we meet again, everyone, have a beautiful, have a beautiful week. Um, continue to do your shadow work. Continue to do your work, whatever that work may be in, to, to, to better yourself. But don't forget to celebrate who you are, even the small places, the small, the small victories, because they're really not small, they're major. Because I do believe that when you have small victories, they lead to major things. So again... Thank you for listening tonight from Trauma to Triumph, walking away from trauma. And we'll see you again, or I should say we'll hear you again. Take care. Love you all. Bye-bye.
Keep us 